Welcome back, everyone, to Bring Your Own Mech. And today I am joined by some of my favorite humans in the world. Why don't we introduce ourselves? Tell us who you are. Who are you playing? Where can we find you on the internets? Hi, I'm Amelia. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, you could find me on Twitter at am underscore rids underscore music. Uh, and today, like all other days, I'm playing Nita, callsign Matcha, who also uses she, her pronouns. Hello, it's me. Hello, I am Dusty. I use he, they pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Dusty Hill, as well as uh, usually the person behind the at Well Season Story. Well, at Season Stories, which is the Well Season Stories podcast account. Um, and I'm playing Zoro Lo, um, who also uses he, they pronouns with the call sign Roadkill. Hello, I am Aubrey, uh, and uh, you can find me on the internet at Mad Queen Cosplay. I use she, her pronouns. Tonight, I play Sarah. Sawyer Davenport, call sign Silver, also uses she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Aki, and I play Vin Zaheer, Bomb Vanderpump, Greeny Gildow, the third, call sign Moxie. Both our pronouns are she, her. I like how you like struggle, like, which name do I go first? Yeah, I do. I, do. I always do this. Sawyer. <laughs> We had an interesting session last time. Vim is upside down with magnetic boots on, has just opened up a garage door that caught Sawyer and Matcha from falling to the ground below. And Zoro and Cassandra are currently in the arms of an angel, AKA Roadkill's mech. Yeah, just what I need. Just what you need for today. We'll see about tomorrow. <laughs> I'm in the arms of arm of matcha yes matcha angel question mark put it on your conspiracy board you're in the arms of just what i needed and you hear a yell of rage coming from the apartment what do you do as you see el phantasma beginning to climb out the window after you can i also see this yes everyone can see this everyone's generally in view. Uh, you're hanging on to Matcha on the garage door. Vim is hanging upside down, but can see this. And the arms of Just What I Needed are literally right in front of the fire escape landing outside the window. Oh no, I don't have my gun anymore. I dropped it to save Matcha. Zoro is going to jump into their mech and climb into the cockpit. And with the other hand, uh, once they're in, hand it to like put it in the fire. Someone's like, uh, hold this. I'll be right back. Which I mean, I'm dropping Cassandra into the fire escape with everyone else so they can take care of them and heal them like of their wounds. They're across. They're a little bit away from you on oh. a garage door. Yeah. So if you dump Cassandra on the fire escape, you dump her literally at El Phantasma's feet. Oh, OK. Mm, let's see. The garage door is like a little further down, right? Yeah, it's off to one side. Like it's on like a sort of adjacent building that goes back a little farther than this one. It's kind of how I was imagining it because they got flung a little ways. Okay, okay. I think then Zora would do that and then like cup the mech's hands over them, protecting them very carefully, and just be like, "Um, where the hell are y'all? Uh, we're I think just a little below you." Okay, I'm gonna drop off Cassandra. Uh, she's not doing great. 
and I'll hold off Phantasma. Oh, uh, wait, what? Long story. Not not really. It's very short. We don't have time. Oh, okay. okay. Was Cassandra actually stabbed or... Shot. Shot. Both of us were shot. Is Cassandra conscious? Is that, that, that the question? The last thing that she said, she was calling Zorro Sarah or Sawyer. So she's barely conscious. You can see the blood starting to pool. Oh no. And she, yeah, she looks like she's in a rough way. Bring her to me. I'm chilling in Cedar Rapids, but just bring her to me. Uh, beat her soon. And then, yeah, so Zorro would like to do that like a sape. Elephantasma is literally, as you are doing this, climbing out of the window onto the fire escape, sees you there, and she pulls out her gun and she's going to fire. And she says, this one's got your name on it, sibling. I'm going to let you roll to do something to try and get out of the way of her shot. Um, I just want to literally boost. I'm able to get into the mech, right? Or is this like happening at the same time? So this is happening when you're literally in the hands of just what I needed. I'm going to say because you took the time to like basically low-key have a conversation with everyone that you don't really have the time to get into your mech before she shoots. So you have to figure something else out. This mech does have an AI. I haven't named it yet, but I'm just going to be like, oh shit, duck to the AI in my mech. Okay. What I'm trying to decide is if I want you to roll or not. I do have get somewhere quickly as one of my triggers. So maybe I could just like, you know, apply that. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to say. You can tell the mech to duck, but you're going to need to roll something to make sure that you and Cassandra don't either get like thrown off this thing as it ducks or somehow still get in the way of fire, that sort of thing. Okay. I think as they're doing that, I would definitely probably just jump over Cassandra because I'm shot, but they're shot worse, more shot. So maybe like jump over them and hold on to the hands of my big not bumblebee mech. Again, with either get somewhere quickly, I have stay cool as well. Concentration speed are intense precision under pressure. I would say it's probably stay cool. All right. Ooh, well, that is a 19. Okay. You succeed. So this thing ducks and you're able to sort of roll yourself and Cassandra out of the way. And the shots just reflect off of the hull of your mech. Elphantasma, your sister, she sort of gives like, God, would you just stand still? Look, you were always a terrible shot. That's not true. You were the terrible shot. Everyone knew it. Everyone knew you were a screw up. Such a screw up that you got me in jail when it should be you instead. Can't hear you. Fine. You can run, but you can't hide. Not from me. And she seems to slam something on her wrist. And now I'll give everybody else a moment to, to do something since a roadkill has had their moment. Uh, Matcha, Sawyer, Vim, what are you doing? Uh, Sawyer's gonna be like, we're ready to the, 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 the hangar, right? Um, yeah, uh, we just need to get there real quick. I mean, once we, what, what, what are we doing once we get there? Maybe they have something we could borrow? I don't know. I didn't think this far through. Maybe, maybe they have a ship. I'm also like, this will probably be over our, like, comms, so Vim and Roadkill would also be able to hear this. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, I have an idea. I can't say it's a great idea. 
But it's an idea, and we're kind of short on those right now. I'm guessing that as this happening, Matcha is like cradling Sawyer and is sprinting for the hangar as best as she can. I think this heavy signature needs to reload in order to do anything, and Matcha's already pretty hurt. What's your plan? Well, you know how, like, there is a, you know, the whole bounty on my head to return me to New Vesta, like, set by my dad and my fiance. I hate that word. King Easton put the bounty on your head. Your father and the prince are actually trying to. Well, just... there's, there's a reward for my return. Well, the bounty on your head is uh, death. They want you dead. Yeah. And then your fiance only tasked Cassandra with bringing you home. No one else. Yes. Was... I also thought because there were like missing posters and like things like that, that there was some sort of. Yeah, that was a while ago. Like it's been at least like a few weeks probably since those missing posters were out. And then they saw that you were like online and, you know, doing all kinds of shit. And the king found out and said off with her head. So that has sort of changed things. That doesn't mean that like your father and Prince Easton or William rather are trying to basically bring you back so that maybe they can sort of still the king's rage, keep him from executing you. Would I know how public the bounty on my death is? That part is not public. And I would at least know that part, right? You would assume so, yes, because they sent assassins after you. Rather than just every bounty hunter in the universe. Exactly. Yeah, they sent very specific assassins after you. So yeah, I would say it's not really public knowledge. And besides the fact, if it had been a bounty, Aki's parents, other people would have known about it. Vim will come on the mic because you guys are on comms and just go... The assassins probably came on the ship. Yeah, that too. Want to steal a ship? I can steal a ship. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, out of character. What is my approximation from Cassandra's wounded body and the shed? Like, where our mechs are. So, sorry, the hangar. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. I was just like, the shed? <laughs> I know, right? I'm, the first, I thought... Giant mech hanger, the mech room, tiny shed. <laughs> so, yeah, your distance from here to the mech hanger, it's a little ways. It's going to require some rolls to see if you can get through the station. First of all, in one piece and before the Grim Reaper and Elephantasma catch up to you. It's not like a very, that's a vague answer. So I <laughs> apologize for that. What I'll say is that it will take three successes before you get three failures. If you can get three successes before three failures, then you will make it to the mech hangar just before you're caught up by these assassins. If you get three failures beforehand, you're going to have a fight in the streets. Without our mechs. Yep. Yes. And I have no weapons and everyone else is pretty wounded. Yeah. The other rules for that will be everybody can roll at least one thing. Or not everybody, it's three rolls. So whoever the three people are that roll, that person can only roll once and will roll one skill. Okay, before we continue, I need I am upside down underneath our building where we were living at. And Matcha and Sawyer are beneath me because they fell on a different platform on a different house. Yeah. Okay. 
And then where is the hangar? <laughs> the hangar, you can't see it, is the thing. You're going to have to go through some streets, you know, maybe through some, like, markets and, and sci-fi bullshit. It's not around the corner. Yeah, no, it's not next door. It's like we're in the suburbs and the hangar is downtown. Exactly. Imagine it like arcane. Here's a good a good visual. Imagine like this is the undercity. You're having to basically parkour or either above it or through it or however is best. This is more like a montage role as opposed to the mech hangar is 10 spaces away. Could I use take control to essentially while much is carrying me, be the person giving directions. Like, oh no, it's that way. Is this a ratatouille situation? I was almost like, I'm like ratatouille. Oh my god. Uh, sure, yes. I'm 100% here for this, especially if you are actually giving directions by pulling on strands of Macha's hair. Probably, because Sawyer is still <laughs> intoxicated. Can I also roll get somewhere quickly? I'd say that because you two are, you're like, using matcha as a human mech i'm gonna say like unless <laughs> matcha you have like something very different to roll i mean i, I got a 22 yeah that works that that works that that tracks honestly that you would roll a 22 to pilot matcha like a human ratatouille mech that's a lot of words that was just said well i just wanted to make sure we all understood exactly what happened so there were no there was no confusion um, also, am I, am I being carried, like, bridal style or, like, over the shoulder as, like, a sack of potatoes? You tell me how you want to be carried. I'm also just like, how can Matcha carry me? Matcha is short in arm. In any way you desire. I am on your shoulders. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that. Are you, like, a little kid on her shoulders? Yes. Oh, God, yes. Can we play the scene out where you actually get on Matcha's shoulders and go? Because I feel like this is very important. It just probably starts with, mm, mm, I think, think I, I think I know. She's like, I gotta be taller. Is this comfortable for you? Ow, ow, ow. I mean, you're buff. You'll be okay. And I mean, it's probably the best that we got right now. Um, yes, left, left. We go left, yeah. left, and then you know, and then past that, past that, um, that restaurant we had the 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 other week that was really good. There's like a noodles restaurant. There's some poor noodle vendor. Who's just like, you know, handing out nice little hot bowls of something to folks completely unaware. <laughs> Can I take one? Is he like handing them out to everybody? Yeah, with the 22, I think like <laughs> he hands he hands out a bowl to someone and then he looks and it's gone. And the customers say like, you know, looking really angry. When you're like piloting matcha, did you like hop down? Because I imagine, like I said before, it's like a few stories. So you could probably at this point, since you're below the story you're at, you're probably close enough that it's not great to jump down, but you won't die. Oh, you, you feel it in the knees. Oh, yeah. You 100% feel it in the knees. Are you just running through the streets? Yeah, I imagine. Fair. It's, you know, knocking people over this bowl of hot noodles from this poor customer. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Hey, you need to pay for that. The Sawyer eat it out of Macha's hand. I mean, it depends. We'll Macha share. I'm imagining Sawyer is just like in that feral state of mind that is like just trying to get as sober as possible, as quickly as possible. You got the munchies. Yeah, this this maybe this may be a bit of that. It's just so like mm, carbs. <laughs> uh, 
So you are running through, and I think that, like, Elphantasma's just looking at this, going, what the fuck? And she turns to Zoro, and she says, you really signed up with a bunch of clowns. Yeah, but we're kicking your ass, so what the fuck are you gotta do without it? <laughs> we'll see. Vim, what are you doing? This is the future. The super high-tech future that allows us to pilot big Lego robots. So that means we have somehow made it work for hover motorcycles. Yes. Could the shed that I hacked have one? And could I hack the hover motorcycle to come to me so that way I may ride it and maybe steal a Cassandra and just noom down an alleyway full of people to get to the hangar? Like a sci-fi action movie. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, there's a fucking hoverboard motorcycle in that garage. You see it glinting at you like the Holy Grail. I'm not going to make you roll for the hack. I will, however, make you roll for grabbing Cassandra. I think that's appropriate. You can hack something like this in your sleep. That's not a problem. So you're able to quickly just... And, well, actually, you tell me what hacking looks like for Vim. As mentioned prior, Vim's got essentially a very sombra hand claw hacking thing. So I think you would see very briefly, like, these little hollow hologram keys kind of pick up as um, her like little visor which low-key looks like you know the Dragon Ball Z ones the one that Vegeta crushes in his huh. goddamn strong hands yeah, yeah. like it's, it's just one of those little ones and then Vim can just see really quickly really fast like just just how to hack it and then there's a button that says hack and she goes oh okay and, and clicks <laughs> it and, boom, it and the motorcycle i want it to be red and it, it yes. like hums to life and it comes over to her so she can just turn off her mag clamps and really coolly sit in and put copernicus in the baby seat you know like the the, the side passenger seat the side car <laughs> yeah but it's the yeah. baby seat Inexplicably, there is a sidecar to this hover motorcycle that's perfectly sized for Copernicus. Oh yeah, it's like a it's like a cup holder, but like of <laughs> course bigger <laughs> because because Copernicus needs it. You know, like totally like you know this totally a button. You know that you can yeah you can press or totally something. A, a button. Yes, a button you can press. Totally. Exactly. It's the future. It's the future. It just comes out. It already knows what you need. It responds to your thoughts. It hums to life, you hop on it, and now I'll have you figure out if you can roll something so that you can grab Cassandra and go on your new ride. The only thing I have that could apply to this is read a situation in which I'm looking for subtext, motives, or threats in a situation or a person. And I guess in this case, it would be, I am looking for the perfect moment doesn't have to be necessarily the safest, but the perfect, the coolest moment to literally drive through the battle to grab a grown woman in armor. Yeah. And then put her behind me or something like that, which is going to be real weird with my noodle arms. Yeah. um, I'm definitely going to say this will be with difficulty and it's probably going to be risky because this is definitely going to be one of the harder things you've tried to do, especially just considering everything you just said. Can I do it with Rita's situation? Yeah, I will let you for this because I think I can see it 
being that you're like waiting for the perfect moment for Pilar to not be quite looking your way, for Cassandra to be just close enough to the edge of the hands of this mech, that sort of thing. Like you're just waiting for that perfect moment to swoop in. It's also better than my other Dia in which I tell Zoro just to throw her like a baseball and I'll I'll see if I can catch her. That oh, oh god. No. That's a lot more like ooh. That'd be a great way to maybe kill her. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great for her to like, you know, like give her like one of those, oh damn, in my almost final probably moments, I should have been a better girlfriend. And then we save her and she's like, I'm gonna be a better girlfriend now. You know, like <laughs> one of those. Or she just dies. And you know, that's um also very unfortunate. I would steal her stuff though. Oh, okay. Fuck. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't you just hate it when you when you naturally roll high and sometimes that <laughs> your dice luck has come to cause you problems. Yes, yeah, it has. Have you ever had so much luck that it becomes unluck? With what I rolled, plus the read a situation that I have, plus the difficulty die that's fourteen because I rolled a, it became thirty twenty minus six. Oh. I rolled I rolled the highest I could on the on the on the difficulty. Die. So you do succeed. You are going to suffer a consequence, however. Describe to me how you grab Cassandra and throw her onto the back of your bike. This is a hover motorcycle, but I'm going to drive it like a regular motorcycle until I don't. I'm like up on the edge. I vroom by, you know, picking up speed. But then um, because it's a hover, I can rev it upwards. And as I do, as I boost, technically, I just move one arm out and I grab the dummy by like, I don't know. She's some weird space knight. So by mm-hmm. her cloak, she probably would have a cloak. Yeah, I feel like she does. Yeah, and I, and I grab her and I try to like pull her up onto my bike She'll probably be a little bit on the side at first until I can fix her. But hopefully I can fix her while in the air. Because if I don't, then that means she's not going to wake up with toes. But that's okay. Why isn't she going to wake up with toes? Because if you were to drive, right, on ground, her feet would slide on it. And you can only have nice metal shoes until they start to fight back against you because of friction. I rather this her right. have all her toes. Balance is important for dueling. Yes, it yes, it is. So I think that the consequences that you will suffer from this move, you were able to get Cassandra successfully. This still counts as a success towards your overall count. So so far, you have two successes, and you need just one more to be able to make it to the hangar before these guys. But I think that as you are pulling Cassandra away, you hear a shot ring out and you feel a stinging in your shoulder. You're going to take two points of damage because you have a pretty nasty bullet graze on your shoulder. I go, fuck, really, really high, you know, like, oh, fuck, revert to like a child's voice in this moment. Sarah, is that you? You wish. Oh, you wish. You fucking wish. I'm so much cooler than this dumb bitch. Ow, my shoulder hurts. <laughs> Taking it out on her chain when you to defend herself. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're zipping off on your motorcycle. Aubrey is riding matcha like a ratatouille. <laughs> that leaves us with Zoro. 
your sister stands above you on the fire escape railing, perfectly balanced, and she's pointing her gun at you. She says, give me one reason not to just blow you away right here for what you did. And so Zoro is like, Moxie was able to grab Cassandra, essentially from the hands of the mech. And so yep. I'm, I'm still more or less standing in the hands, right? Yes. Okay. Zoro's going to stand up, look at them, and just, just say, because you are a really shitty sister. And I want to activate Total Strength Suite, which the mech grabs a piece of something and yeets it at the person. So I don't know, maybe I grab a car and yeet it at the fire escape. Or have the AI do it. Okay, so Total Strength Suite... Just and to be clear, do you have to roll for this or is it just a thing that happens? You rip up a piece of the environment. The, your target must pass an agility save or take 1d6 kinetic damage and be knocked back one space directly away from you. Okay, cool. Great. I'll let you have that one. Like, she's not expecting it. Also, I just call them a shitty sister. That's going to sting, probably. Not really. They probably don't care. Yeah, I, I don't think she's terribly excited about that. All right, here we go. Okay, that's a 19. Okay, well... They pass, so it's still an 11, but, you know, I still got a, th- a car thrown at them, but now it's like a piece of cover. <laughs> so when you throw it and they pass, then what does it say happens? It's they pass or take damage. So they just, you know, they pass, so they're able to get out of the way. Okay, so you say, you know, shitty sister, and then it's almost like, you know, throwing dust in someone's eyes, you know, sort of almost an underhanded tactic, if you will. She's standing over you talking down to you and all of a sudden a fucking futuristic vehicle is coming for her and she manages to like do this incredibly acrobatic flip out of the way and she lands on the garage door that Vim opened earlier just a little bit below off to not almost behind you but kind of to the side of you of your mech rather and you and she just laughs You always were such a failure. You know, it makes me feel pretty good about myself, actually. Well, failure runs in the family, so get used to it. You know what it's like in there? Do you know what I had to do to survive with a target on my back that you put there? What I had to do with a traitor for a sibling? Right. You don't know anything. You did it to yourself. Did I? Because... I remember you were there and you're the reason that I was put away. So I don't think I did that to myself. I think that was you. And I feel like pretty good about taking this out on you. She's going to shoot again. Go ahead and roll to not die. I'm kidding, not to die. But to not get hurt. Okay. Um, like maybe get somewhere quickly. Yeah. Where do you want to get quickly to? Inside the mech. Okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and roll to see if you can get in there before, you know, maybe getting shot. That is going to be a 15. Okay, that is successful. You managed to dive into the cockpit of your mech as bullets are flying, pew, 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 bouncing off of your mech. She continues to shoot even as you're safely inside your mech. She's just like her eyes are made of steel and she is just staring down the barrel of her gun, just going bam, bam, bam into your mech. Like she doesn't even care that she's not doing any real damage. She's just 
beyond angry at this point. And it's at this moment that you see, or rather you hear the roar of a mech engine, and it's nearby. And then you hear another one. Well, shit. I said three rolls, three successes before three losses to get to the hangar. So I'll give you a chance to roll, but it's going to be risky to try and avoid getting caught possibly in a two-on-one battle here. Do I want to do that? <laughs> I mean, if you want to get in a two-on-one battle, be my guest. I want to buy time for everyone. That's literally it. Also, I mean, you know, Zoro still has fucking beef. I think over the comms just for the crew and just like, y'all get either get your mechs or get the hell out of here. I'm going to buy some time. But you're coming, right? Hopefully. Oh, I don't like that. Is that in or out of character? <laughs> in character. You just hear that over the comms. Well, if we're really quick, we can just take something, borrow something uh, that has like a little bit more firepower. Oh, we're taking something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we have to go now. What is we're gonna go we're gonna get to this hangar, we gotta find the edgiest looking fucking shit, because that's probably theirs. <laughs> it's like a spray painted to look like a skull. Yep. I think this hangar originally I was imagining it to be like a mech hangar, but I suppose it can also be a ship hangar and just be a multi-purpose hangar. So you can also access your mechs there. And I know that at least for Matcha, something is waiting for you at the hangar. So who knows? What could it be? I don't know. A MacGuffin. A MacGuffin. Exactly. A McMuffin? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Well, Dusty, what will you do? I know they're coming. So like, could I just go ahead and activate my core system and maybe punch at Pilar before they try to jump into whatever mech is coming this way? Mm, sure. Okay. So question, what is an improvised attack for a mech? It's a full action, I think 1d6 plus something. Yeah. Okay, well, because I have Brawler 2, so I get Knockback 2 and deal 2d6. Cool, okay. I think I'm going to do that, and I don't know, maybe just try to rip off that garage door or try to just, like, essentially, like, yeet them or punt them away from anything. Okay, so are you making an attack on the garage door or on the person? I mean, probably on the person, I would assume. Well, hmm, let's see. I'm going to roll to see how mad Zoro is, actually. So yeah, I rolled a three on the anger scale for Zoro. <laughs> um, so Zoro is pissed off, but not enough to like unfairly squish him in the mech because that's just like wrong. So I'm going to attack the garage door then. Okay, go ahead and attack the garage door. Sure. I mean, I get accuracy on this, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're um, going <laughs> to... 24. A, a 21. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh. 22. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, either way, you grab this garage door and, and what, what are you going to do with it? Frisbee. With them on it? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have them make an agility save. What's your save? 11. Okay. That's an eight. Oh. So this is what happens. You rip off this garage door and it sends... Pilar to her knees and she's grabbing the edge going, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my God. And then you literally just like 
frisbee toss her away and she's like spinning on it going uh, you know just just yelling you don't even know what she's saying and she disappears from view but however you still hear the hum of two different mechs that has not changed but you've you've at least thrown her a little off track at this point <laughs> and so she goes she's probably very dizzy good <laughs> So you just threw your sister like a uh, frisbee. Now at this moment, <laughs> blasting off again. We're going to go back to Macha and Sawyer and Vim and Cassandra. I think that you all have kind of converged on each other just for simplicity. And you have made it to the mech hangar. And you see there's like some booths where you're supposed to like check in and bullshit and whatever. And I feel like you probably just zip on through there like pretty much, (laughs) you know, they're like hanging on to their hats or, you know, whatever as you zip by. Um, What's your plan? I mean, I know kind of what your plan is, but do you want to get your mechs? Do you want to get the ship secured? I mean, I would like a mech. Here's the thing about the ship is you're technically you're not allowed to fly it around in the station because that would be bonkers. But we, we were probably going to have to break into the ship and get it ready. Yes, yes. I imagine half of us can do that and the other half can, like, worry about mechs. That seems reasonable to me. So who is doing what? Silver probably has a better idea of hijacking a whole ship. Vim is here as well. Yeah, I think since I have the soon-to-be-deceased woman, I should probably hijack the ship so that way I have a place to patch her up. Yeah, and like this place, uh, like most ships will have some sort of, you know, first Methane. aid kit. Yeah, or at least, yeah, yeah some, something to stabilize with. Basically leave the techie stuff to me. I think it's better for me in that way, and we're in a more close quarters area, and you guys have better fighting abilities. So you guys go help Zoro. I will take Cabangra and go hijack a ship and also somehow put my mech and the new motorcycle because I've grown very fond of Hover's motorcycle. I will name her. <laughs> I will name her Sheila. And um and oh, like, yeah. yeah, so I got to get everything on the ship. I got to really? patch this bitch up. I got to I got to I got to fly the ship out. These are things that I will do. I mean, are you sure you don't need a hand with that? Yeah. Could I borrow that hover thing? I probably can't drive it very well with the one arm, but... Why? I want to keep this. So we could get to Zoro faster. I can bring it back. I don't trust you to bring it back. I thought that was the whole point of you guys getting in your mechs. Well, I don't... uh... And then as you're, like, kind of deliberating... There's this little kid wearing kind of raggedy clothes and has like a missing front tooth. You know, definitely a young person comes up and not really whispers, but sort of says to Matcha, Hey, hey, you, you looking for a mech? Uh, hi. Yeah, there's a lot here, but I feel weird for taking it. No, 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 it's fine. I was expecting you. I think we have a mutual friend. Were we supposed to know each other? Uh, no. Still on Macha's shoulders at this point. <laughs> Why is she on your shoulders? That looks kind of fun. Can I ride? Honest, I, yeah, you know what? Three. I don't yeah. think... He's like going to start trying to climb up onto Sawyer's shoulders. Uh, oh, okay. 
while this is happening, Vim has left to go do the many things she needs to do. Yes. No, I'm not going to be like, ha ha, Cassandra bleeds out and dies. Lol. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. You're you're taking care of her. So no worries. Back to three kids in a trench coat over here. Yeah. <laughs> the important things, <laughs> not Cassandra dying. <laughs> But yeah, this kid, this kid doesn't actually try and climb up on you. It's like, yeah, so it, it's just right around here. Right, what's right around what? You see that there's like this towering figure with a big cloth draped over it. Kid says, yeah, it's, it's just right under here. And they tear the cloth off. And Amelia, describe to us what your mech looks like. So this iteration of the DRC Co. Franklin honestly looks relatively low-key. If you've seen Trigun, it's very similar to the outfit that Kane the Longshot wears. What a deep cut. Yeah, it's a size one half, so it's actually just basically a super suit, kind of, with like a very like Fallout-esque mask. It does have like, I guess you could call it a wide brim hat. I don't know. And it has a kind of like cloak shawl draped over one of its arms. And whatever is underneath it is hidden out of sight. But otherwise, it kind of looks like if Scarecrow from the Batman series was a sniper. That's a lot of descriptions. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very like earth tones, like very brown and kind of like unassuming. It's actually shorter than Matcha. But how does Matcha fit in it then if it's shorter than you? It can expand. Oh, OK. It's like spandex. Yeah, well, you know how, like, an Iron Man Tony can just, like, carry around an Iron Man suit in a suitcase and it just kind of, like, expands in a cool scene? It's like that. Okay, uh, yeah, no, that that's that makes sense. Just the way you described it. <laughs> yeah, watch is going to look at this kid and, like, um, is this, uh, is this supposed to be for me? Well, who else is this supposed to be for? Um, I can think of a lot of people, I suppose. Oh, my God, but... it's yours. It's yours. Just take it. We don't have time. Yeah, just just take it. It's on the house. That's what they told me to say. You're very assertive for your age. I uh, step in. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a heavyweight champion, so I gotta be. Oh, shit, it's that kid. Yeah, I'll get off my shoulders and start running towards IMAC drunkenly. The kid just, like, gives you a little wave and says, uh, catch you later, and just zips on out of there. I don't think he's particularly uh, eager to get caught in a life or death firefight. We cut back to Vim. Describe to us what ship are you looking for or how are you going to look for a ship to hack into, drag Cassandra on, that kind of stuff. All right. So doesn't necessarily matter where you are. And it's quite difficult to get a ship of any size cars to really. This is just a thing that. When it comes to like, unless you're parking illegally, but I don't know how you can do that on like a little space station planet thing necessarily. So that means the ships are most likely logged in some way, shape or form. Yes. I'd like to go to a terminal and see if I can try and find any that either straight up say like, oh, the Grim Reaper was here. This is the Grim <laughs> Reaper ship. Or um, something like, I'll, I'll even take like a solemn mortis, you know? Something like that, because that, that they seem like to be the type of people to make various puns of their own names as their alias. Like, you know, like Alucard, Dracula, like that. Oh, I will fucking, I've got you, fam. Mm -hmm, yeah, 
Uh, I would also take just a ship that says El Phantasma on it. You know, like that's also that's also fine. They seem like these kinds of people. Uh, I'm specifically am trying to look for their ship to steal. Yeah. And if I can't find it, I'm fine with just any other big ship or not big, but like decently sized Rmx. Yeah. So I think you're able to find a terminal with which you can access the logs. So basically how this works when you're actually, you know, docking at a space station, every ship has a drive signature that is like a license, right? If you don't have a drive signature, then you're not allowed to dock. However, you can counterfeit them. So you can have fake drive signatures or you can have some sort of like scrambling thing that basically makes it so that it either doesn't look like the right drive signature or the real drive signature, something that confuses the system so that you can go in and they won't like look at you twice because, you know, everything looks above board. So that being said, the Grim Reaper is not an idiot. She's been in this business for a while, so she definitely scrambled her drive signature. However, you do see that while the drive signature doesn't seem to match what you're looking for, if you hack a little bit further, you can see like nicknames for these ships or, you know, the ship names, right? And so because you are a hacker, I'm not going to make you roll for this. I feel like this is pretty routine for you. You actually, upon hacking into this, looking a little bit deeper past the scrambler, you find a ship that is called Le Petit Mot. It's the episode's title. Because I was thinking about what to name their ship like all day, and then it came to me. <laughs> of course the lesbian ship is the orgasm ship too jesus christ wait oh do you not know what l'embetiment means i might no. be saying it wrong in french it's directly translated to the little deaf and it is yeah. no that's what i read it as and i'm like what the fuck mm, did you guys hear this le petit is uh, that no. what you heard? Like, no. I was trying to figure out what you're... Le petit mort. Yeah, le petit mort. I might be saying it wrong, because my French is not the greatest, uh, but more. it's usually accepted as a euphemism for orgasming. See, that part I didn't know. <laughs> I knew what it was in French. Like, I knew what you said but, but in the words French. meant, yeah. I did not know that, y'all, that, that that became an orgasm thing. Yep. No, no See, idea about that part. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were, we thought we were saying le petit moan, which oh, also that's what is I great. Assumed you guys heard because you put the also orgasm ship immediately afterwards, and that's the only thing I can think of <laughs> mishearing. That's great. Now, so um, so Loki, I want to shout out my music history professor Julie for lecturing us at length about le petit moan and how it features in medieval music. Oh my god. Specifically medieval French music. They reference it a lot. Oh and so god. that is how I learned what le petit mot means. Oh, oh mon dieu. Because okay, of, of course. Julie, you see the name for the ship is le petit mot. And it seems like in spite of all the safeguards that the Grim Reaper 
underwent to make sure that her ship was undetected, that she has a little bit of vanity. And that is how you found her, was because of her pride. So you find this ship, and it is a sleek, like, small stealth ship, enough for just, you know, really just a handful of people to crew it. It is black. It has, you know, one cool, like, skull painting on it, like, spray painted on, uh, and it says Le Petit More on the side. It looks really fucking cool, kind of like Reaper from Overwatch, but like a ship. You have the ship before you. You basically, you don't have the keys, but you can probably figure out how to get in it. I don't think that's a hard thing for you. And besides the fact that if you have the drive signature, you have a bunch of information on it, you can probably figure out how to get it to open for you. And you manage to drag Cassandra inside. Uh, I assume that's what you're trying to do. Don't let me speak for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to go inside. I'll probably have the... We can put our mechs in here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's big enough. Sure. Yeah, yeah then, then what I'll do is I'll try to get the hangar bay door open. Just pop open the butthole, drag her inside and leave it open. So that way it's easier for me to put Grunt inside and put my motorcycle inside and stuff. But I need to get her patched up first because the last thing I want to do is like come back and go, oh, look at all this blood on my floor. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, I think you're dragging Cassandra. She's still bleeding quite a lot and is just sort of like mumbling things that don't make sense. She seems to think again that you are Sawyer for some reason. She's reaching out to you. I'm smacking her face with one of my hands. Definitely, Like she's on me, right? Because I'm assuming she's on my back and that's how I have to drag her in. And yeah. we have at least a foot of a difference between us yeah. um, because Vim is 4'11". 410, I think. But like, you know, she's she's small. She she built tiny. Yeah. So um with my hand, one of my hands, I'm just smacking her on the cheek. Like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Pretend I'm Sawyer, whatever. If it gets you to move your fucking feet, fondle me later. <laughs> I'm saying shit like this. It's mostly for me, to be honest. Yeah, she's she's so out of it. But she does, she can like stumble a little bit with you. And I think that you see, there's not like a full med bay, but there's like a gurney-like thing that pops out of the one of the walls. And there seems to be a first aid kit, some other like miscellaneous medical equipment that is here for emergencies. If you'd like to try and stabilize her, I'll have you roll. Unless there's something else that you want to do. I got patch. Okay, cool. So roll patch. Do we add grit to this? I can't remember. Yeah, so I think that's what we realized after the fact is that it's not that you're adding grit on top of your bonus. It's that if you don't have a bonus to something, you can add grit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to remember. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, 13. Cool, cool. OK, so you managed to stabilize her. I think that like you find some sort of wound cauterizer type of deal that you know stops the bleeding. Like this is just a f- quick fix. This is not going to hold forever but it's at least going to keep her from just bleeding out right here and she kind of you know as you are doing this she is actually quite stoic for the most part she barely makes a sound but she does grab your hand and you can see that she's a little bit more lucid now and she says where is Sawyer buying us time please let me go so I can strap you in and then go move shit 
No, I, I have to go to her. And she starts to try and get up. Okay, now, with my, all of my amazing doctor abilities, mm -hmm. can I knock this bitch out? <laughs> so, do you, are you saying you want to knock her out using Patch? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just go, oh, I don't have time for this. And, and, you know, my mom probably, one of my moms probably taught me, you know, where the pressure point is. Oh, and by that, I mean just a throat punch. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll knock you out. Get throat punched. Get neck punched in general. Yeah, it will certainly incapacitate someone. Yeah. So <laughs> and I have a metal arm. Yeah, you also have sedatives, too. Like, if you wanted to go that route, you have sedatives, you have a metal arm. You, ha you have some, some options. So however you'd like to do that. What would you say is closer? Because if the sedative is like, let's say, like in my hand and I can just stab her with it, I'll also take that. But but if I have to, like, walk across the room, grab no, it. No, no, the sedative's it. like literally within arm's reach. It's right there. Yeah, OK, then 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 I'll use the sedative and stab her with it. Yeah, I think you like stab her in the arm or, or something. And she's just saying, no, I have to <laughs> swear. And she just hits ground uh, as this happens i strap her into the, the little gurney thing because i'm pretty sure they'd have something like that so oh, oh yeah totally yeah there, there's straps and stuff yeah yeah i strap her in like a baby in a car seat and just go jesus are all these fucking lesbians this goddamn annoying and i just and then i start i leave to go bring all my shit in including copernicus who's just waiting patiently in the actually no copernicus is a slippery boy he's probably out of the thing halfway through into the ship by now oh totally copernicus is already in the pilot seat just like licking his eyeball staring at the controls gosh he he knows too much you know i he's my co-pilot my co-pilot specifically because the last time we let copernicus fly anything well like grunt is actually grunt the second that's all <laughs> Copernicus uh, licks his eyeball in response <laughs> and then burps a little. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm looking at you, I say as I get out. <laughs> he just stares at you with unblinking eyes. <laughs> How long did this take? Are, are the, are, is, is Matcha and Sawyer still like talking to the child? I presume this is all happening at the same time and that Matcha and Sawyer are sort of suiting up. I think, Sawyer, your mech was parked in here. You guys are getting everything ready to go. Which which mech am I using? Am I using my original one or, or the other one? You already printed out your new mech, I think. At least there would have been enough time between downtime stuff. I think you probably would have printed yourself a new mech. Unless you think you didn't, then you can use it. No, them. I feel like she probably would because, yeah, yeah the old one still... Old one is a fugitive mech, and she's like, I just need a nice shiny new mech that is not exactly wanted. Yeah, so so tell us what your new unwanted mech is. Uh, what what does it look like? Well, I have the Smith Shimano Corpo Metal Mart, uh, and it is you know it's the same size as Knife Edge was, but this one uh, has four sets of arms, a giant fucking rifle along with my standard knives and swords and things like that. And it has a black, silver, purple paint job. And it, it's the way it looks is almost like carapace-like. It looks very different from the mech I had before. Ooh, I like that. Carapace. That's such yes. a great word. 
I love it. Because, like, in one of its traits, it, it has the word, it, the carapace adaption. Oh. And it, it like, uh, when the metal mark is in soft cover, ranged attackers receive plus two difficulty instead of plus one. Fuck yeah! Also, when this, when this mech starts moving, it goes invisible. Oh, yes. So, I think that you all sort of are converging. Uh, I'm assuming Vim probably let y'all know that she found a ship, the ship. You probably have by now converged on that ship. Um, probably, it probably would have been like, Hey, Rukil, what, what's going on? We have the ship, come to us. Oh, I'll, I'll probably be there soon, I think. I don't like the way you say that. Do you need help? Check on me in like a couple minutes. I, I don't think we have a couple of minutes. Yeah, no, um, we got it, we got a we got a jet. Can one of you at least go? Because it's two against one over there. Um, I'm, I don't think this is particularly fast as much as, like, stumbling to get used to the controls. Could I borrow the Sheila cycle? Whatever you called it. Oh, you want to be in a mech riding on a motorbike? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I would just be like, I can go, I'm bigger, and you can just, I don't know, make sure that we don't have any problems here and that we can set off... I guess, I don't know, maybe come get us? I don't know what, I don't know what Roadkill is planning to do, and that's stressing me out. Both of you just go, no, you can't take my motorcycle, because you will not bring him back. You guys are uh, in mechs. That's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> Said God. <laughs> Vim is already on her cycle anyway, she has to drive it inside the ship, and she drives it into the ship. And then Sawyer, Sawyer runs off to go and help Roadkill. Masha also runs little. Vim for now is staying here to watch over Cassandra, and the two of you are sprinting back to try to get to Roadkill in time. Hello and welcome everyone once again to the BYOM mid-roll, which I recently found out I'm probably the only person on this planet that calls it BYOM instead of BYOM. I hope you all are having a good holiday. We have some fun news, actually. Like, really fun news. We have a couple of really cool things to share with you. First of all, we're gonna hit 4K plays this weekend which is mind-boggling. I feel like we were just saying, oh, we're hitting 3K. I was like, oh, wouldn't that be cool if we hit 4,000 listens before Christmas? And, uh, well, happy Christmas to me. Podcasts grow up so fast. <laughs> Pretty soon, Bjorn's gonna be walking out the door asking for, for drinking money. I don't know. It's two and a half, not 21. <laughs> Not only that, but you may have seen on Twitter, Bjoms was nominated for the Golden TTRPG GIFs, 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 <laughs> I can't say this, the Golden TTRPG GIFs Awards in the podcast that rolls like family category, just like, what? <laughs> Which is mind-blowing in that it is such a great honor, but also hilarious that we have the most family drama happening in the middle of us being <laughs> nominated. I know. It's it's very funny that this happened right at this uh, particular moment <laughs> in our story. But not only that, not only is Biom nominated, but so is Goblets and Gaze, which is a show that Aki and Aubrey co-produced together. 
um, and is an incredible Pathfinder 2E show. And um, it's also super queer, which is great. So while we are absolutely elated that they were uh, nominated, we're also like, oh my God, we're competing against each other in the same category. <laughs> Many conflicted feelings abound. So here's the thing. You have until January 2nd to vote. You can go to at TTRPGIFs on Twitter and you should see, I think it's their pinned post. They have the information on how to vote, but you have until January 2nd. So if you want Biom to be the number one podcast in the podcast that rolls like family category, well, you know what to do. But, you know, hey, also vote for Goblets and Gays. They deserve it. They have an amazing show. And also go and check out some of the other shows that made it onto their other categories. Other news. We recorded an amazing Q&A episode last night. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you to everyone that submitted questions. I yes. think at first we were like, oh, it's late. We should only probably handpick a few of them. I think we answered like 90% of the questions that we yeah. had. No, we were actually it was it was like almost like 2.30 a.m. for some of our players. And they were just like, no. No, I want to I want to answer this question. I'm just I have to question uh, answer this one. <laughs> so that's when, you know, you got some real good questions because we were all just chomping at the bit to answer late into the night. We're really excited to release part of that to our main feed. The full thing is going to be available on Patreon. All two and a half hours of. <laughs> yeah, it was long, uh, but really good really really fun we answer um, your hard-hitting questions like what's your favorite pizza and what's the toppings who's your celebrity ttrpg crush or something i already forget spoilers everyone picked mine and then i had nothing left to pick by the time the question rolled around to me although but... you didn't mention jason momoa which was my pick so that makes me feel a little better so if you want to listen to the full thing and also find out how Aki pulled the most incredible prank of all time on the entire cast. Oh. Um, then subscribe to our Patreon for $5 or pay what you want. Subscribe and you get access to the entire Q&A plus the holiday episode that we will be recording coming up here next week. We're really excited for it. Amelia's mm -hmm. going to be in the GM seat. Yeah. Everyone's going to be mixing up their characters a bit. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you want access to extra content, subscribe to our Patreon. $5 minimum, pay what you want. We would love to see you there. You can also find us on Twitter at OwnMech. And you can find us on PilotNet, the official Massive Press Discord. And we have a channel in their active campaign section. So you just scroll on down until you find the Bring Your Own Mech channel. And you can come chat with us. Um, we also have an itch.io page uh, run by Amelia that has her homebrew on it. And this is finally the episode we get to be in the fucking Franklin, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's only been a year. <laughs> <laughs> Our last episode of... All time. Just kidding. Our last episode of this year is going to be coming out on December 30th. Woo! Woohoo! I can't believe it's been half a year of Biom. 
BYOM. It's not even close to half a year. It almost half a year. For it's been some time. <laughs> it's it's been about four months now since we started this show, and it's pretty pretty wild that we are closing out 2021 uh, with 4,000 plays and a nomination. <laughs> so. Um, and we are absolutely tickled pink over here. With that really smooth transition, <laughs> we're going to introduce our uh, mid-roll promo this week. We are promoing Ghosts on a Train. Let me just read their blurb here and uh, you'll see for yourself. Take a ride on the Pride of Duskwall, an electric train traveling through ghost-infested territory. Our gang of line bulls will ensure your safe arrival by lightning hook or by crook. A bi-weekly tabletop podcast where four friends play Ghost Lines, an RPG by John Harper. I've listened to a bit of Ghosts on the Train, the very beginning of it, and liked it a lot. It's on my list of ones to listen to more this break. I'm very excited. Uh, what's cool about the show is you can start at the beginning or you can listen to their layovers and just listen to a new line if you want, because they're all self-contained. Check them out on Twitter. They're at ghosts underscore train. Um, go find them. Give them a follow. Listen to their show. And let's roll that clip. We interrupt this program to inform you about the new radio drama, officially sanctioned by the immortal emperor himself, Ghosts on a Train. Ghosts on a Train is all about the pride of Duskwall and the courageous but eccentric line bulls that keep our railways safe. Let's hear from the bulls now. Andrew Anderson, badge named Dunville. The best thing about being a line bull is definitely the train. Back at the orphanage, I shared my room with 20 people, and now I only share it with three. Ooh, plus the food's way better. Plus there's a hot tub, and I swear that someday... Yeah, we only have so much time. Adric, a.k.a. Drix. Badge named Colburn. Close calls, huh? <laughs> that was a wild one, but, uh, you know what cowboy never rodeos entails. Oh, that's unhelpful. Pippin Pip McKeel. Badge name McKeel. Well, I think it's best about a train is the unintelligible mumblings of a drunken. Ah, well, listen to Ghosts on a Train, a Ghost Lines actual play, releasing every other Thursday on a podcatcher near you. Yeah, if you're wondering why I sound really fucking weird, it's because I'm high on my migraine medication and had to take my calculus exam today. And if you're wondering why I sound weird, that's just my everyday man. <laughs> Amelia always sounds this weird. I don't. I at least have an excuse. <laughs> Happy holidays and like seriously, thank you so much for listening. You are all amazing and i cannot wait for the next year of beyond content um to share with you like i really i if saying beyond feels so wrong it's beyond tent i god damn it just roll the fucking clip <laughs> see you on the 30th <laughs> Roadkill, you sent your sister flying like a frisbee before, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and now you see the source of that roar 
of a mech engine. This mech has climbed on top of the building that you were once in and is staring down at you. It's crouched like some sort of predator. Its eyes or these like sort of ports that mimic eyes glare at you. It's a sleek carbon fiber looking-esque black mech with a white mask of death on it. And it has a billowing white cloak and inexplicably white boots and gloves. <laughs> because mechs need boots and gloves, right? They'll get cold. Oh my God. Essentially, what it looks like is like you know the things that, like, professional doms use? A whip? <laughs> yeah, like a riding crop type of thing. Okay. Oh my fucking god. This so it's like a white riding crop. I think Reed's really showing their true colors no. by having an orgasm ship with a fucking mommy dommy back. You know... That wasn't originally my intention, but then I kind of just leaned into it. So it's like a pure white riding crop and she cracks it. What the fresh fuck? She says. <laughs> you cannot hide from me. Now tell me, where are your friends? Tell me quickly and perhaps I... None of your fucking business. Oh, so you would like me to teach you a lesson the hard way. I, I ain't that good at learning. <laughs> it's alright. Muscle memory will do. And she cracks the whip again, and at this point, you see another mech climbing up. You see in the cockpit is your sister. She has an enormous sword. What size is your mech? Is uh, just what I needed? Uh, it's just size one. Okay. So for reference, the Grim Reaper's mech is size two. So wow. it's a towering dominatrix. <laughs> and Phantasma, their mech is about your size, but it's like everything about it is sharp and is like barely like, like it feels like this mech was made to move. And you can see also that there is a cloak fastened around it that seems to shimmer in the light. Uh, well, I'm glad you were able to gather yourself before jumping into your completely extra mech. So you see actually that when you threw your sister like a frisbee, it seems that it actually collided with her mech and you see that it's sparking a little bit on one of its <laughs> limbs. So it has taken a little bit of damage. So you see that she's like kind of angrily, you know, trying to fix things and reroute power and whatever in her mech. But then she looks up at you and she says, you should have run while you still have a chance. Fuck you. <laughs> you always knew just the thing to say to piss me off. Since this is like you're officially in combat now, um, you get to move first, <laughs> and then they will. Okay, uh, because I already activated uh, Power Up, I'm going to activate mm -hmm. my other protocol, Total Strength Suite number two, which happens if, when I'm in grapple. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. So I hate these words that are coming out of my mouth. The Mommy Dommy yeah. Dominatrix mech is, gonna, is above me? Yes, she is. Cool. Did I attempt to grapple it 
Like, I don't know. I'm, I am I get a boost that's a free action power-up. I'm going to boost and maybe grapple it in the air. You can certainly try. Yep, that sounds about right. Um, Let's see what grapple rules are, because I never remember. Roll to make a melee attack. If you hit, then you are grappled. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to... Essentially, I want to do, I want to kind of boost up and do it like in a headlock. Uh, Sure. Let's see what the roll is. Oh, I get accuracy. Oh, that's going to be a 19 with accuracy. That will hit. So, so describe to me how you tackle her into a headlock. Like the whole reason with the mech changes are always incredibly flashy as well. Um, And so like, I think it's literally like they just boost straight up. And place the grab essentially their shoulders and flip around and essentially put them in a chokehold, like a mech chokehold, which because of the total string speed, like, I don't know, things are super strong. So it kind of crushes the mech a little bit around the frame. She's like sort of you can see her mech. She's scrabbling at you trying to get your hands off. And she says, you're just making this hell for yourself. If you just come quietly, perhaps. We will kill you quickly. Yeah, no, not at all. And I think Zoro's going to say that as they're going to do my second quick action, which I'm going to be a skirmish with my heavy melee weapon as they reach to their back and pull out. I think I described it as a giant mech sized baseball back with mech sized nails coming out of it. Um, And because I'm grappling, I get plus one accuracy on all melee attacks against targets you're grappling. Good. So I have two accuracy, which is, if I remember correctly, I take the better of the two rolls. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad I got that because that is a 14. Yeah, that will still hit. The evasion on this thing's not great. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, nine more kinetic damage as Soro's just like, Yeah, no, I don't care what you have to say about any of this. You suck. And slams a baseball bat into their face. Mech face. And it connects... And it crunches the metal. Yeah, you see that she's she's very pissed off. You've done a number on her mech. You crunch this into her face and say, The hard way it is then. I'd like it to be known that I give you a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you are really flippant in the, in the face of death. Well, you met my sister, right? <laughs> and she says, It is almost a shame that they have to kill you. You essentially, you're holding her and you see that there's like this sort of weird, something's moving around her mech's plating, the exoskeleton of the mech. And if you use your sensors to kind of zero in on it, you can see that these are like little teeny weeny little robots that are kind of like almost Mm. shaped like little spiders and they are crawling and undulating on the surface of her mech and these are like little nanites essentially and they're swarming around the areas that you have damaged and you can see also that it's not just like little spiders but some of them are sprouting wings and are starting to swarm around in a cloud around the two of you and so there will be consequences to ending your turn here which we will get into in a moment. Okay. Could I, I overcharge to boost away? Sure. I'm okay with that. You can try and boost away. Mm, do I want to end it? Because no, I'm not going to end it actually, because I just want to beat the shit out of this one before I get to the sister. Fair enough. So you hold on in spite of this swarm that is now surrounding both of you. 
essentially you will take damage if you begin your turn in this area and you'll have to make an engineering save or become slowed until the end of your next turn. And there's other things that benefits for the Grim Reaper having this swarm around, but it's mostly for you. With that, then in this case, since we don't have other PCs, but we have PCs on the way, I'll have either Amelia or Avri roll to see if you're able to get there in time for this round, or if you're going to get there next round. Uh, yeah. What do we roll? Roll plus your speed. Uh, speed or agility? I will say speed because that's directly related to movement. Okay. Here we go. I got an 18. That's a 17. We are booking it. Let me just paint a picture here. So you literally were just like running through, racing through this market, uh, through the streets of this station, uh, like absolute assholes, stealing noodles of soup out of people's hands, knocking people <laughs> over. And what, uh, they've literally just started cleaning up the mess that you made running through the first time the Can noodle we steal seller another bowl, bowl of noodles <laughs> yeah i mean if you want to yes you can um i think the noodle seller is just has just made a new bowl for this customer who's very upset that their first bowl was stolen by these hooligans and they're just about to hand over what smells like an absolutely delicious bowl of broth and noodles. I'm imagining that it's some sort of like futuristic take on Don Don noodles because those are my favorite. And it's all garlicky and chili, oily, and they're about to hand it over. And then the bowl is ripped out of their hands. Who grabbed it? Or did it just get like smashed out of their hands onto the ground? Uh, probably Macha's wearing it as a hat. <laughs> okay. Wait. oh god oh, do you just grab it like oh i want this hat no like probably ran into it as it was oh. being a hand and like i was like why would you grab it as a hat like i could understand if sawyer did that right now because she's super fucking high still yeah <laughs> and somebody was like go pilot a mech and go fight and she's like sure yeah let's do it it's like it's like you're high and everything feels like a video game. You're like, is this real? Am I real? Am I living in a simulation? But yeah, you you like somehow I think maybe you even trip over something on your way uh, with this mech and you just like run into the bowl as he's handing it to this person. You knock the person over. You now are wearing this plate of noodles as a hat and the broth is like dripping down your mech and the noodle seller just like lets out this wordless scream of anger. <laughs> You've now made a new enemy. Oh no. <laughs> the noodle man will come for you. It's a, it's our, it's our cabbage man. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, about to say uh, also as you are running away, you hear, Oh no. My noodles. Oh. oh my god. And you see you see a familiar shock of blue hair. It's Ronald. Holy shit. In case in case the oh no wasn't enough of a clue. Uh, uh sorry and just keep on sprinting. Still running, and both of you manage to make it there as you see this swarm beginning to envelop 
both Roadkill's mech and the Grim Reaper's mech, and you see crouched, waiting to strike, is Elphantasma's mech as well. So, which of you would like to take the next PC turn? I, I would like to, if uh, everyone's cool with that. Sure. Go for cool. it. So I am going to start off by uh, powering up the rail rifle, and I'm going to aim it at uh, Zoro's sister's mech, because it looks like she's just about to pounce into action. Um, and I, I don't want to risk hitting Zoro with this thing, so that seems a safer bet. It's okay. Aiming it and watching as it, like, powers up and, like, yeah, and then just shoots off. Uh, and let's see. Hell yeah, that's 21. Yes, that will hit. So describe me, where do you hit her? What does that look like? Um, probably aiming for something not like center mass or anything, shoulder or leg. It's mostly is like, I just want to dismantle mech, but also I'm very not sober right now. Uh-oh. So I don't know what that means with that. Let us dismantle the Mechamaki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, yes, you want to dismantle this mech, um, or at least hurt it badly. So, yeah, I I think you, you, like, hit one of the limbs so that it's sparking, it seems to be. Like, maybe it's the limb that was already even damaged by Zoro earlier, and now it's kind of having a hard time lifting that one arm. Go ahead and roll your damage since it was a crit. Uh, And that is uh, eight damage. Okay, eight damage. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) did its structure in one hit well so this was not meant to be the big baddie mech so i didn't really get i didn't get a structure (laughs) oh no so you just fucking one shot elfantasma's mech well before it could even act so you shoot this mech you shoot one arm off and then you shoot the other arm off And then I think that you also end up shooting, like, one of the legs off, like, you Anakin this thing. I have the high ground. (laughs) (laughs) Except for it has the high ground. You're 100% below it. So it's like, it, like, kind of teeters over onto its side, and you see Elphantasma Pilar kicks out the door to the cockpit, and she's just, like, fucking... Fuck! <laughs> she's grabs her pistol and she's just gonna shoot some pot shots at you, I guess, because she's pissed. So we're just gonna say, "Told you, failure runs in the family." Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna be sorry in a minute. God damn it! And she's going to shoot you uh, for fourteen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not done. Oh fuck! Yeah, that was literally that was just a quick, a quick action. action. Oh, that man. was a quick action. I'm so sorry. That was me face palming myself because that's the second time I've done that tonight, or I've just assumed a turn was over. I don't know where my brain is. Sorry. Go ahead and finish your turn, Aubrey, since I'm apparently allergic to letting you finish doing anything in this game. I am going to spend uh, my second quick action to uh, full one over the radio. I'll, I will say. Uh, Eric, kill you might want to close your eyes. And, uh, I mean, it's not going to do anything. You're still going to have to deal with the fact that I'm tossing flash grenades at you. What? Uh, but it's mostly it's trying to, uh, maybe blind, uh, you know, dummy mommy. Yeah, uh, 
Okay, mm-hmm. I have to do agility for that, right? You said that already, probably, but yeah, no, it's just if they are in it, it it uh, it doesn't they don't take damage, but yeah, yeah. So you went ahead and threw it, and it's already they, they cannot they cannot draw a line of sight out of the area. Awesome. Reaction uh, issue an order to Macha and just being like, we gotta get that scary looking mech off a roadkill. Uh, uh, okay. Is that your turn? Yes, that is my turn. Cool, cool, cool. At this point, I think then um, Pilar will just say, you fucking bitch, and is going to try and shoot at you. I'm going to re-roll since before I rolled, it was not good. Oh, God. Okay, that is a 19. Um, That's going to hit. And the nice thing is that this gun's only going to do, like, two kinetic damage because she's just hitting you with basically a pea shooter. (laughs) It's like throwing a pebble at Godzilla. (laughs) Like... Maybe if you throw the pebble really, really hard, you'll, you know, give him a little toe ache or something. I don't know. And I think at this point, though, she's going to try and like run down the firescape or, or get get into some like more tactical position while the Grim Reaper is kind of trying to wave this like light away. But it's ineffectual. Obviously, you can't do that. Mm. It's not like a smoke grenade or something. So she's kind of flailing a little bit. I think that means that since we have Zoro and Sawyer just went, that is Macha's turn in the order. Macha is going to kind of look at her mech and be like, I, I'm still not quite sure what this thing does and like try to like wave her arm and then the gun arm finally reveals, kind of like clicks together a giant sniper barrel. Oh, that's what this thing does. You see like on there, there's like big like bolt action that says end on one side. You don't know what the other side of it says. What Macha is going to do, Macha is going to first, Macha is going to take the bolt action and activate it. And it says end this and the barrel just seems to like thicken. First, I'm activating bores, which I'll get into. Second, I am activating crack shot. So I'm a mobile, but I have plus one accuracy on all rifles attacks. I'm going to hide as a quick action because I can hide in plain sight with infiltrator. Second quick action, I'm going to lock on to Grim Reaper and then I will overcharge the one. This thing says like aim just to the side, like it doesn't even say to aim at the Grim Reaper. And Macha's like, oh, okay. Is there like something I could shoot to the side? Just like terrain or a piece of cover or something like an object? I think there's a big like noodles here sign <laughs> that you could shoot down. Macha is, this thing says like CSI style zoom in, aim here. Like, mm, okay. Macha's going to hit that. And because of bores, my bullets ricocheted out. So the bullet's going to bounce off of the sign and sink right into Grim Reaper's chest. This is a lot. I, I got to roll damage now, just in case. I'm using the leadership die, which is a, a accuracy. Yep. The weapon's accurate, but I get a minus, or I get plus one difficulty on this. I'm using a thumper from my ammo case. So this is going to deal explosive damage. That is going to be an 18 total to hit. So this... Oh my god. <laughs> this deals 13, no, 15 armor piercing damage, and she's knocked back three spaces. What the fuck? Is this balance? 
I rolled I rolled two sixes on the damage. Damn. <laughs> I'm never gonna get this lucky ever again. Like a sledgehammer, you ricochet these bullets off of the noodle sign. Miraculously, they don't harm the noodle sign. Um, but they do ricochet into her and they just like absolutely turn the mech into like Swiss cheese. She's still standing, however, and I think now she turns to you and says, What the? What the hell was that? Uh, I don't know. I've never fired this gun before. Yeah, also, you said it did knockback, right? Yes. Does that mean I get ungrappled? Yes. Roadkill actually gets knocked off the building. Like, on the opposite side of the building from the rest of you. I'm in the sitting out in the middle, I can't move, and I need to reload. Yeah, you're a sitting duck, and I think at this point, um, how long does the flash grenade last? Uh, until the end of my next turn. The Grim Reaper staggers forward, and since Macha is like, I mean, I think that technically is Macha the closest at this point? I'm falling off the roof, so that's up to you. Yeah, you're falling off the roof. She's not going for you, though. I think she's going for whoever shot at her. That was not me. Yeah, I think it's going for Matcha. I think the Grim Reaper staggers forward and is going to say, That was a lucky shot. And she's going to just like, honestly, she she at this point uh, is just going to be lashing out haha as much as she can that is an 18 but i think i believe uh if i'm in the flash grenade radius still do i take difficulty you just can't you know you just can't cite targets that are outside of it unless they leave ah okay so i think that's the question though is matcha i'm assuming matcha's not in the grenade though i I would imagine that was right next to sawyer yeah okay sorry i'm just trying to make sure because y'all really made this tough on me okay (laughs) i think that she's just going to like blindly try and hit something and it's not going to hit anything because you guys are not like close enough for her to hit but uh it's blast radius three yep okay so i have three moves I'm going to take all of those, and I think that that's going to take me basically right at the edge of the blast radius of the flash grenade. She can finally sort of see clearly, but I think that if you are not within melee range of her, she can't really do much. So would you say that you're in uh, outside of melee range or not? If Macha's right next to Sawyer, I'm assuming that it's too far. My rail rifle has a line of 10. Yeah. And I imagine it was probably somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. She comes out of the blinding light. It's glinting off of her mech. And she cracks her whip again. And she says, You will not be so lucky next time.